Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. And so it's Nurses Month. Well, actually, at the time of this recording, it's Nurses Week, but I'm claiming Nurses Month. In fact, I still want to claim Year of the Nurse. I know that was 2020, but hey, I believe nurses have definitely earned the right to have it be Nurses Day almost every day. And I also want to say that while we are taking this time to celebrate nurses, I know it's maybe hard to receive the recognition and the appreciation, especially when we're still dealing with some workplace issues, you know, the demands, some places still not having the resources. Um, maybe they need to do the best job that they can. But nurses, you are still amazing. You are so wonderful. And collectively, we can work together and hopefully work to improve uh, those work environments because we need all nurses. We don't want nurses to leave the bedside. We don't want nurses to leave the profession. We need every single person out there. And we want to encourage and inspire future nurses to enter into our profession. So you are stronger than you know that you are. And I want to say thank you to all the nurses. Now, on today's episode, I wanted to talk about nursing certification. Now, while I know that nursing certification day was in March, it's still something that's very important. And we should be talking about this more than just that one day because certifications are very important to the continued development of nurses. There's plenty of research and studies out there that say and that demonstrate that the more information and knowledge a nurse has, the more likely they are to provide better care, care to be more efficient, and there are better outcomes for the patients. So um, who else better than to talk about nurse certification than Elizabeth Scruth? She is the chair-elect of the AACN Certification Corporation Board of Directors, and today she's going to help us to discuss the benefits of nursing certification and how to overcome some of those obstacles that some of us encounter when it comes to being certified. And she has a very long, accomplished resume, and I'm hoping that we can get into it as we, you know, as she talks to us about her nursing journey, because I always like to ask guests, you know, about their nursing journey. So you guys know who we have on the show, you know. And this, by the way, if you're new out there, you're like, I'm a new nurse. Um, I've only been in the profession for a few years. Listen, Elizabeth is someone that we can all aspire to be. Let's listen to the wonderful information that she has to share, uh, not only about her nursing journey and experience, but about certification. And then as well, being a part of your professional nursing organization, AACN, which I'm also a member of, the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. So please welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Alice. Let's start with this because, you know, many of our listeners, you may be new to many of our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about your nursing background and nursing journey? Yes, actually, I come from the outback of Australia and I completed my undergraduate work in Australia and then actually went back and got my PhD from Australia as well and did a postmasters uh, clinical nurse specialist. 
at UCSF here in San Francisco and love being a clinical nurse specialist. I'll always be a clinical nurse specialist. And I especially liked how you said, you know, I may have a lot of you know, credentials behind my name, but we all start somewhere. And if you're just starting on your journey in critical care, welcome. If you're still in your journey for critical care, which I hope you are, then please stay with us. There is so much more to learn for everyone, regardless of how long you've been in critical care. And we all started somewhere at the bedside, started on our journey. And it's a wonderful journey. And as Alice said, we need more critical care nurses. And the American Association of Critical Care Nurses is a great foundation, a great organization to belong to. It's only $78 to join, and we have not put that price up. And so it's well worth the money to join the organization and be with a community of exceptional nurses. Yes, I agree. I've, I've found so much value in being an AACN member. That was actually where I got my start with learning my leadership skills. So while I was still practicing as a nurse, I might not have been ready for, you know, to climb the ladder clinically in my workplace environment, but I was still able to learn similar skill sets, knowledge, and get exposure to it by participating with AACN in my local chapter with events and, you know, conferences and some of the other wonderful opportunities that are put out for a national call for participation. I definitely am a fan of AACN. And listen, guys, if you're like, critical care is not my specialty, I still want you to stay tuned in because although, you know, we are using critical care as our exemplar here, you know, it's really important that whichever specialty that you're working in, that specialty certification is actually a very important part of that. And I'm going to share a fun fact. In 2020, the American Board of Nursing Specialties conducted a national survey, and they found that 75% of adults thought it was important for all nurses to have specialty board certification in a relevant field. Kind of what I alluded to earlier, there's lots of information that shows that when you have more education about a particular body of knowledge in a specialty in which you work, that can really synergize with, along with clinical experience to make you a better provider. And I'll use myself as an example. I have my CCRN, I have my ENA and cardiovascular certification, and those are specialties in which I work. Emergency room, critical care, and cardiovascular. I love, love cardiac guys. I really, really do. And so it's really helped me to grow and be a better nurse. But Elizabeth, some people, like like you kind of touched on a little earlier, some people will say, oh, it's just alphabet soup. It doesn't really matter. I mean, what do you what do you say to nurses who have that outlook on specialty certifications? Like it's just lettering. Well, I appreciate that you brought up the other certifications too. And, you know, we're not singling out critical care because I do believe no matter what specialty you work in and med surge, med surge tele clinics, ambulatory, they're all specialties in their, in their own right. And you should strive for certification in those areas because what certification does, it demonstrates to the public, to the employer, that you have a body of knowledge that is exceptional and that you have the experience and the body of knowledge to become certified, to be recognized as an expert in that field. And you also brought up leadership and, and how you started on a leadership journey, Alice. You know, nurses at the bedside caring for patients, whether it's bedside or whether it's ambulatory or in the clinics, you are all informal leaders. So start speaking that language. I'm an informal leader in the work that I do, and I lead in where I am, the space where I work, which could be anywhere. 
So certification just shows that you have that body of knowledge and experience that you're an expert in that field and wear that certification with pride because you've earned it. Yes, I agree. Some people will be motivated differently based on how when they get their specialty. I personally was very, very thirsty for knowledge and wanted to master critical care, wanted to master being an emergency room nurse. And so I used the certifications as a goal. So I educated myself. Um, it helped me to broaden my knowledge. Maybe in my particular, you know, in your particular hospital, you're used to getting a certain population. However, there are other certain treatments or other populations that maybe you don't get to see, but in preparing for specialty certification, it makes sure that you are well-rounded and, you know, other things that you may not necessarily see at your particular hospital. So I, I was personally motivated to just want to know more. Um, but then there are other motivations for that. The public likes seeing it, right? As you mentioned, employers, um, they like seeing it on the resume. And then also there's at many places, there's also some financial incentive to, to get it as well. I know where I've worked before. I think you had, I think we had a bonus and like a, a 3% raise actually to have your specialty certification. I think whatever your motive is, I think the end goal, Elizabeth, is that, you know, we're going to be more informed leaders in our respective specialties and be able to provide better care. And I think it also, and you can chime in on this, I felt less of a chicken with my head cut off at work. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, it, and it demonstrates to your peers that you're an expert as well and that you're leading the way with certifications and it encourages those around you to also get certified because taking a certification exam is daunting for most people unless you're a guru of exams, of which I'm not. And to be very transparent, when I took CCRN the first time, I failed and I was devastated. But then I realized that, oh, this is the areas because once you take the exam, it'll show you the areas that you might be deficient in. And so I realized, oh, I need to do a lot more brush up on those areas, which were not the areas that I typically took care of those types of patient diagnoses. And so I took it as a learning experience after I picked myself up from being totally devastated. So, you know, you study well, you can go back and, you know, you can take the exam. And what happens is you engage in experiential learning. You go back to the back of your mind and go, oh, yeah, I did take care of a patient with DKA or something like that. I remember that. And you can answer the questions. So most of it is exam anxiety. Honestly, it's not to do that, that you don't know the knowledge is exam anxiety. And if you can overcome that, you can take any certification exam because you are the expert. You're, you're the leaders where you are. You're leading from where you are. And you're the experts with the knowledge of those patients that you care for day in and day out. I agree. Now, Elizabeth, I'm gonna, I want to ask this question because some people just may not be aware of this, but there are some people who, who want to get specialty certification, but they're not sure which ones which specialty certification they should get. So I wanted you to kind of guide us through this conversation because um, we know special certification is important, but it's also important that it's a right match for where you are. So can you give us some guardrails as to how to help decide which specialty certification you should pursue? So I can speak for American Association of Critical Care Nurses. We have certifications for progressive care areas, critical care areas, and then also for um, nurses that are no longer working specifically at the bedside with those patient populations, but educate staff, uh, academic, their academics, they can get uh, their specialty uh, certification as well. And then we have specialty certifications for advanced practice nurses, clinical nurse specialists, and also nurse practitioners. 
So we have a lot of certifications. You can go onto our website. It guides you through it. Um, the hours that you need, the experience, uh, the hours of experience that you need, you know, in the past year. And then our certifications are usually three years before you need to recertify. And for example, our clinical nurse specialist one is five years. So you have a lot of time to get CEUs. And you can, if you're a member of AACN, anytime you take something that's AACN related, it automatically pops those CEs into your profile. So you don't even need to record it. And you can add additional ones that you take outside of um, AACN. So when it comes to recertify, it's already there. You don't have to think about it. AACN can see that it's all clearly outlined and you can be recertified expeditiously very quickly that way. So now if you're a critical care nurse, remember critical care is not defined by walls anymore. Those patients can be in radiology. Those patients can be in the cath lab. They can be in the emergency room. So try to think a little bit more broadly for critical care and you will find that you actually are eligible to take that exam. If you're someone that educates staff, but you're not really looking after patients right at the bedside, you can be CCRNK like myself. Or if you work in a, a telecritical care remote unit, you can be CCRNE. And then for progressive care, most med surge, med surge populations now are all included in progressive care. So if you're a medical surgical nurse, but there's telemetry on your unit, or you have some very complex patients, you are eligible to take the progressive care PCCN exam. So try to think a little bit more broadly because uh, I said those patient populations are not really defined by the walls anymore. We have advanced care at home now. So a lot of organizations are caring for very complex patients at home. You might be one of those nurses that visit those patients. You could be eligible for PCCN. So really look at those definitions and think a bit broadly and you'll find that you're able to be certified in maybe more than one. I'm so glad you brought that up. So it's really looking at the patient population in which you care for and not necessarily the location of where you are. Exactly. Um, yes. So when PCCN came out, I was I took that test, I think within the first six months of it being offered at that time, you know, the big question was like, well, who takes PCCN? And so it was step down, telly, like it was a, a bigger learning experience to understand what progressive care is. But then also when you think of like the pandemic, we've seen patients some very, very sick patients. These patients have spilled over into, I don't want to say non-traditional areas, but, you know, patients are getting, yes. we're seeing sicker patients in the hospital. Um, so maybe the very sick patients that were once in ICU, now you may see them in step down. You may see them in tele because our medicine is getting better. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. If you're at work and you're like, you know what, these are some really sick patients, you know, take a look at the test um, guidelines. What are the elements that are going to be tested on? Because I think that's helpful to know too. And I'm going to be honest, when I looked at the PC, when I, I took the PCCN first, then I did, I did CCRN later. And I even took some subspecialties. I think I took CMC at the time, cardiac medicine. So there, guys, there's tons of specialties, like yes. whatever you want to know, there's probably a specialty. You know, it's really exciting. But, you know, I think Elizabeth, one of the, the things that I really appreciated, because, and thank you for sharing, you know, she did, you didn't pass the first time you took the exam. Yeah. When I looked at what was on the test, I'm like, there were some parts I'm like, oh, okay, got this, got this, got this. And I'm like, whoa, what is that? Like, I don't even know. So yeah. I think it was really good because it expands your knowledge, expands your horizon. And listen, maybe you're saying to yourself, I'm done with school. I'm not going back to school for several years. This is an opportunity to continue your learning. And besides, you need CEUs to renew that nursing license. So yes. it's like a twofer. I, th I think it's excellent. 
What about barriers? Some nurses are like, you know what? I really want to get specialty certified, but I'm sure you've heard all the buts of why (laughs) someone doesn't get specialty certified. So can you share some of the most common ones with us? So exam anxiety is one, which I just mentioned. Also, you know, you may feel you're deficient in some of the knowledge. And I don't like to use the word deficient, maybe just needed to brush up because you all have the knowledge. It's just whether you remember it all. And so getting involved in study groups, um, start a study group where you work, lead from where you are, start a study group where each person presents one part of what the exam matrix is going to be like, as Alice mentioned, you go onto the website and check that out. Also join, if you're a hospital, see if there's other hospitals in your area that have CCRN reviews or PCCN reviews and join them or join study groups for them as well. There's a lot of resources out there on the AACM website. Also outside of AACN, there are many review courses that you can attend. I would strongly recommend if you really have uh, exam anxiety, attend a review course for one or two days they go through everything that's going to be likely on the exam because they want you to pass too. And that just gives you a little bit more confidence. If you're a very confident person, but maybe you don't take care of neurosurgery patients, which is not an area of expertise I have either, then really focus on that and look at the exam matrix and see what, you know, what those types of conditions that might be um, exam questions. So look at the areas that you think you need to brush up on. Most of the time, it's because you have exam anxiety. So when you do the exam, typically it's held in a place that's not nursing focused, just to give you some background. So it might be a HNR block. That's also people are doing other exams in that same room as you. You're brought into the room. You're in front of a computer. They have a little camera there to make sure you're not using other resources to answer the questions. And there are other people in there doing real estate exams, other exams. So they don't really care what you're doing at your computer. So you just sit there, take a deep breath, look at the questions. Don't overanalyze them. Don't go back and re-answer them. At the end, click on the computer, go out. They hand you a sheet of paper. It tells you that you've passed and the areas, each area, what your score was for that area. So it's a very simple process once you apply to do the exam. And you do it in an area that's close to your home, one of those uh, areas, buildings that are close to your home. So it's very well done and it doesn't make you feel anxious when you go in there. And the person handing you the paper is not looking at it first. Remember, they have a ton of other people doing other exams. They just hand you the paper. You can't argue with them because they do not control the exam. You will pass. You just need to go ahead and the best I would say is go ahead and schedule your exam and then you have to prepare for it. I think that takes away some of the barriers. I think that's a great idea. I know <laughs> several of my colleagues who like, I'm studying, I'm studying. I'm like, well, when are you going to take your test? And it's like, well, I'm still studying, but I, I like that. And it, you guys, that worked for me. I actually set a goal. I signed up, I paid my fees to take the test. I set my test out three months in advance. That gave me Excellent. plenty of time to kind of work my schedule so I can you know, plan to have the, you know, definitely need the, you should, I would recommend having the day off the day before. So you can really be like, (laughs) you know, in your relaxed, best, you know, mood, you don't want to have a terrible shift and then be so tired and cranky (laughs) in the morning. And you're just like still suffering from the night before. And then you go in and it impacts your test results. But I set a goal (laughs) three months out and I studied, I know I studied like maybe four times out of the week at least an hour. I was like, I got to do this. And I got myself on a schedule. I actually did the review course 
at that time we had them on CDs. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Are they still on CDs? They might all, everything's digital nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's all digital. But yes. And so, so because it's digital guys, you guys can access this online anytime you want to. Yes. And when I did my CCRN, I actually, it was an online module. So I could just click in and out from my phone and watch it. Like maybe I had 45 minutes. I could do a module and I mean, it's make, it makes it really convenient because, you know what, we want to set you up for success. So we know that if we can set this up so it's easy for you to digest and get to, you're more likely to use it. So I think that's, that's I'm glad that you shared that. Now, I also want to mention, so looking at, you said, mention looking at the matrix. Also, there's some, you need to qualify. Can you go over those a few things? I think uh, you, you mentioned that there are a certain, certain amount of hours that you need to do yeah, for so there's, there's, certain certifications. There's hours- Yes, there's hours of certification and there's hours to certify. So you at least have to have one to two years of ICU experience. And depending on uh, if you're doing if you're doing CCRN, let's just take that for example. Um, and depending on how many hours you work in the ICU, because not everyone works full time. And then there's a certain amount of hours in the past year that you have to have. So maybe you've been a nurse in the ICU for. If you've been a nurse in the ICU for more than a couple of years, you're definitely going to sort of, you're definitely already ahead of everybody else. It's only for people that want to do it after the first year or so. I would recommend that you at least work two years full time in the ICU only because of the experience that you'll be able to go back, the experiential learning, and you would have cared for all those different types of patients, no matter what type of ICU you work in, because medical, so medical patients for ICU go anywhere. And that way you really will be prepared for it. And then, you know, recertifying, you, if you work in the ICU, you're definitely going to be able to re- recertify too. So, you know, pop onto the site and have a look. There's many ways of making sure that you meet the CE requirements too to recertify and the hours you'll definitely be able to recertify. And then it's a three-year certification. So you've got three years to get CEs and then recertify. And then if that time you change, like maybe you have become certified and then you're taking a different position, but you're still involved in teaching, maybe you're teaching classes, you're helping nurses, then you can change to a CCRNK. So don't let it lapse because you don't want to take the exam again. You can, that's an option, but I would not recommend that if you have exam anxiety. I don't know too many people who renew their certifications by exam. That's kind of the thing you're like, I got this. Yeah. I need to maintain it. So, <laughs> I mean, not only are you maintaining it for your certification, but these are CEs that you could, you know, potentially use for your license certification. So that's yes. important. And then I also want to say for for those of you who are listening that are like antsy and you're like, no, I want to take it. I want to take it now. Doesn't mean you can't study for it, but just make sure that you have the hours. So you mentioned if you have a couple years. So let's just, let's just say two years. Let's say you're two years in ICU. You can actually, you know, start reviewing the material. And in fact, that's going to be really helpful for your onboarding and, you know, work that you normally do on a day-to-day basis. And so then as soon as you hit the time requirements to sit for the exam, you can take the test right away and you would have already had, you know, time with that knowledge already. And again, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Now- Yeah, say it out loud. Tell your peers, I'm going to do the CCR exam. Yeah, you don't have to say when you're doing it. You're just saying- I'm going to do the CCRN, I'm scheduled. And that then you've said it out aloud. So it's a commitment and other people know that you're committed as well. Just makes it more real, I think. Yes. And then when you pass the exam, make sure you tell your your yes. colleagues and your and you know your manager at work because I'm sure they want to celebrate you. Most places I go, there's like a certification board. I want to be yes. on the board too. Like, right? you know, I think that's excellent. And 
something else I, I didn't mention when I was talking about motivations to get your certification. Also, hospitals, you mentioned earlier that maybe your hospital will have certification classes and things like that. Most hospitals that I know, they don't, even if they don't do it too often, they at least do it once or twice a year because although not everyone is in the magnet pursuit, many hospitals are magnet or they're in the pursuit or they want to be as magnet like. And so I, you know, having more certified nurses actually helps contribute to being a part of that magnet journey because we're all here, you know, we want to do the best that we can for patients and hospitals that provide those type of resources, typically, usually the culture of one that supports learning also supports best practice, supports yes. having the best, latest and greatest, you know, medicine and resources. So every hospital wants to be a magnet to attract the best of the best nurses. <laughs> and so, you know, in these last few minutes that I have you, Elizabeth, so we've talked about certification. And again, th- we're talking about all specialties, guys. So if you work in yeah. labor and delivery, I'm sure AWAN has something for you. Med Surge, there are certifications there. Like there's tons of certifications. Yes. Now, but, you know, since we are, we're, we're using AACN as our exemplar, in addition to specialty certification, many of our specialty nursing organizations have tons of other resources. In fact, they have conferences and other places and spaces where you can go to learn and network with one another. It's been virtual because of the pandemic, but now things are starting to open up. And AACN, in fact, has their annual NTI conference coming up. Can you tell us a little Next bit more week. about it? Yes, it's next week in Houston, 16 to 18. And for those that can't make it to Houston, there's the virtual option, which is in June. So you can sign up for the virtual option with some other colleagues at work if that's, you know, more, if that's more suitable to you. Um, But the in-person is next week in Houston, 16 to 18. We are expecting a few thousand. We are so excited. We welcome you back. We'll all be there and we want to say thank you if you're coming. Thank you if you're going to the virtual option. But if you come in person, you'll be meeting other exceptional community of nurses um, for critical care and progressive care and cath lab, ER. There's so many of them. You'll be able to see the vendors as well. You better meet all the directors of the boards, including myself. I'll be there and we will welcome you. And we're going to say open arms, but we can't do that. So we'll be doing the little like that. But we welcome you. And if you're not registered, just come along and register on site. If you can only do one day, that's fine too. But come and network because, as Alice said, networking will get you a long way. You'll meet people. You may even have a, you know, looking for a prospective job. There'll be career forums there as well. And there'll be podcasts that you can be involved in. Dear World will be there, so you can go into the booth and record yourself a statement that you'd like to make for other nurses. So come along. We welcome you back. I have to say, each AACN NTI conference has been great, but I remember like when I first, first went, I got so revved up. I got so <laughs> re-inspired. Like, I was fully charged and like... <laughs> Yes. I'm in the best profession ever. I'm in the best specialty ever because there was the magnitude, networking, information, learning, like it was amazing. And then there's like this exhibit booth where you're getting to see devices and equipment that I got to see and bring back to my hospital. Like, look, what are the little green caps called? The Kuros. I remember Kuros. seeing Kuros before Kuros was on the units, guys. Like <laughs> you get to see, I know that's like, you're like, Alice is just Kuros. But I'm just saying, you're seeing yeah. these things, these devices, equipment, and things that you're like, you know what, our hospital would benefit from this. And so this is also why, even if you're not in a formal leadership position, 
being a member of your professional nursing organization, going to annual conferences, getting exposed to things like that and bringing them back to your hospital. Because listen, I know some of y'all are, you know, you're looking for, you want to be involved, but you're, you're like on the fence about commitment. Like I don't have a lot of time, but I promise you going to your specialty nursing conference is going to be amazing. You'll get, you'll meet tons of people, see devices and things that you can practices you can bring back to your unit. You through your unit practice council, you can implement change. You are a leader. And I think that this is a great opportunity. There's so many wins in this. That's all I can say. There's so many yeah. wins. And yes, I went to NTI and I'm like, I'm getting specially certified. I'm going to be a member on my board. I'm going to do this. this, <laughs> And I, you know, I got to do all those things. I literally got to do all those things. I was the past president for the San Diego um, AACN yeah. chapter. Yeah. Uh, we attempted to launch a West LA chapter. That was a challenge, but, you know, still just being an involved member, um, yes. participated on like, what else did I do? PCCN specialty writing exam. Listen, I was one of the early adopters with the PCCN exam. Later, I found myself writing questions for the exam. Like there's no ceiling as far yeah. as the opportunities and exposure that you can get working, participating with your special organization. And, you know, it starts with simply going to a conference. Yeah. It literally starts there. You will make buddies and friends. But I like, Elizabeth, that you guys have also kept the the digital option because so many people... Yeah. Some people would have, we could, they, they couldn't let all the ICU nurses off at one time to go. They just right. can't do it. And so now it's good that you can actually get to still participate in a digital, um, in a digital format. So that's amazing. Sorry, that what that does also provide is there are a lot of joint commission certified hospitals outside the United States that adhere to United States formats and, and other things. And so it allows those nurses to still come virtually to the conference. And I'm so appreciative of that. I have colleagues in Australia and New Zealand that just like to go to the conference, but obviously they can't come over here right now. So they're doing the virtual option. So I appreciate that. And it's, it's really inclusivity for everybody. Yes, it is. Elizabeth, this has been so much great information. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy you. schedule to talk to us in the nurse.org audience and family. We appreciate it. You guys, if you can, maybe you can still pop over and attend NTI. But if yes. not, just know there's a digital version that you can still attend. And I also want to say this. You can work in med surge. You can work in labor and delivery. And you can still attend the conference. Okay, guys? Like, yes. I'm sure every every area, even ambulatory care, has had the experience of the crashing patient. We've all had yeah. it. We don't like it, but it's happened. That's yeah. the industry we work in. We work with very sick people. And so, you know... I think at that conference, I know at that conference, there's something for everyone. Everybody. And yep. I think even in, in my past attending, you know, even there, you know, there are breakout sessions and sometimes they do, they'll focus on, you know, everything you need to know about neonatal pediatric ICU when you work with adult patients, yes. you know, like they make it so it's really user-friendly. So thank you so much for, for your commitment and work with AACN. We appreciate you and also sharing information about specialty certification. And I'm sure you've definitely inspired someone who's listening to, yes, you know, so. at least <laughs> think about taking a specialty certification. Elizabeth, any last words for our audience who's on the fence yes. about taking their certification test? First of all, lead from where you are, get certified, promote certification and be proud that you've become certified and encourage your colleagues as well. You can do it. You definitely can. I think you can do it too, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast brought to you by Nurse.org. Thanks to Nurse.org too. They love and support nurses just as much. So make sure to visit the website if you haven't already. 
And as far as the website, sharing is caring. And this is information that everyone needs to know. So share yes. it with your classmate, your colleague, your coworker, and let us know what you think about the show. Leave a rating review. Uh, and also you can email your comments or questions to nursealice at nurse.org. So until next time, make good choices, be kind to one another, and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.